Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. Thank you for joining us from all the various podcast sites and being a part of our journey. We're glad that you're listening. We hope our messages are resonating. We're hoping that they're useful tools for you as you go about making your lives the incredible lives that they were meant to be. So we're going to continue on our series this week with messages from our Mornings with Ron blog. I hope that you're enjoying these random thoughts and that there's something that you'll be able to put to use in your life this week. So with that, let's get on with this week's podcast. This first message I wrote when I was thinking about my friendships and the important part that friendships play in making our life whole. And this particular uh, message I titled, Have You Nourished Your Friendship Lately? And one of the life's greatest gifts is the gift of friendship. And as we travel through our journey, people come in and out of our lives at different intervals. Some are there for just a fleeting moment. Some come for a short period of time and others are there for a lifetime. The latter ones are the people that we truly have a responsibility to take care of and nourish. When you think about the amount of people that any one individual has to choose from to become a close friend, the fact that they have chosen us is quite an honor. Likewise, for those that we choose. The question is, are we willing to devote the time and energy to ensuring that the efforts put into the friendship are equal? People often say that friendships and relationships are work. In reality, they shouldn't be. If you're having to work very hard at keeping a friendship alive, then it's probably a good time to look at whether or not the effort you're putting into the friendship is worth the benefit that you are receiving from it. Most of my close friends have been friends of mine for 20 years or more. In fact, I have friends that are more close to 35 years. Some live near and some are in other states or overseas, and we may go months without talking, yet every time we are together, the time we spend is quality time. It's as if there had been no time lapse at all. We don't ask more of each other than we know we can give. The relationships don't give us angst, they give us delight, and that's how friendships should be. There are people who have to have many people around them all the time. The risk of that is that you stretch yourself so thin that it's unlikely that you could devote any time to building a true, lasting friendship. That works for some people, but I suspect in the long run, it isn't nearly as satisfying. It's always good to periodically check in with your friendships and let those that are close to you know that you care. They should equally be doing the same, and sometimes it's just the thing that you need to make your day. In fact, it's often just what you need to put a little pep into your step. This next message came about when I saw this quote on uh, online that said, people with good intentions make promises, but people with good character keep them. And I titled this message, What is Our Word Worth? A few months ago, my friend Rick and I were sitting and talking before the movies about people who say they're going to do something and then never follow through. And it got me to thinking about how many times I've made plans and the other person did not show or call. And this thought caused me to question, just what is our word worth? Many times people fail to realize that our word has consequences. When we agree to do something and give our word, it often sets off a series of events that our word has a major effect on. People can change plans to accommodate what we said we were going to do. People budget on what people said they were going to give. People make things, prepare things, and even purchase things just because we gave our word. Unfortunately, we have all encountered people where the word does not seem to matter. Those of us who are true to our word can spot these people pretty quickly, and it's likely that they do not remain in our circle of friends for very long. And if they do, then shame on us. 
Unless there is a true emergency, the lack of respect for our time and commitment really is inexcusable. However, we also have a responsibility on our side to call out their actions, as often has become such a pattern of behavior for the individual that they don't even realize what they're doing. For them, it's the norm, as they've been allowed to get away with it for so long. Our word is the one thing that belongs solely to us. Only we have control over it, and only we have the ability to deliver on it. And it says a lot about who we are as individuals and the character that we portray to others. Sometimes it's innate, other times it's learned. At all times, it's incredibly important to understand the value and the power that our word has. My grandmother and parents always taught me that your word is golden. When I was in the military, I was always told that if you were not 15 minutes early, you were late. Throughout life, I learned that people depend on my word to be true. That is why it's important to stop and think before you give your word to ensure that you are able to deliver. Our word should not be given to please someone. It should be given because we know in our heart we can follow through. There will always be times when something comes up that's out of our control. In those instances, a phone is usually in arm's reach, especially today with our technological capabilities. In reality, those times should be rare. And when they are rare, our ability to keep our word and reputation intact becomes all the more easier. I saw this wonderful quote uh, on the internet that said, create your own magic. If you believe in yourself, you can make anything happen. And so obviously I titled this particular message, create your own magic. I was browsing through the news and came across a quote by Kerry Washington And she said, if I sit around and wait for other people to create magic in my life, I'll be waiting until the day I die. It resonated with me and got me to thinking. No one is in better control of our lives than ourselves. Every day we get up and are faced with many decisions to be made that will take our life in one direction or another. Sometimes we make the right choices. Sometimes our choices are not that great. Hopefully when it's the latter, we use those to make course corrections that will keep us from making the same mistakes again. Unfortunately, there are people in the world who just sit back and expect everything in life to come to them. They feel they don't need to make the effort because life is supposed to deliver them what they want on a silver platter. They deserve it because they want it, yet they lack the willingness to work for it. That way of thinking could be further from the truth. The reality is that to get what we want in life requires commitment and work. The universe rewards us for effort, dedication, compassion, and our willingness to work for what we desire. If we sit back and just expect it all to fall in our lap, then we're in for a lot of disappointment. Likewise, if we wait for others to create the magic we are looking for in our lives, then that disappointment becomes compounded. All our lives have the ability to be magical. The question is whether or not we have the ability to create that magic ourselves. I've always been the type of person to go after what I want. If it's truly something that I desire and it will nurture my soul, it is rare that I will allow no to be an option. I learned a long time ago that if I wait for someone else to create that magic for me, the majority of the time, the magic never arrives. Life can be a grand adventure or a boring existence. And no matter what path you choose at the end of the day, it's our life and how we choose to live it. The amount of magic that's in our life is totally up to us and for no one else to judge. We just have to recognize that the only magician that can make that magic happen is looking right at us in the mirror. This next message I titled, Sometimes We Just Need to Unplug. 
Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep because you just can't shut your brain off? No matter how hard you try, every thought about everything that is going on in your life comes into your mind, and you can't seem to stop the flow of information. You wind up laying there, tossing and turning, and before you know it, hours have gone by. That's happened to me many nights, and I begin to think why it may be happening. As we go throughout our day, we are bombarded by information. At work, it comes from all angles, our computers, phones, meetings, memos, messages, and just general conversation. Along with that, we have all of our personal issues finding their way into whatever extra minute we may squeeze out during the day. Then at the end of the day, when it's all over, new avenues of information start to flow. We hear the news or the radio on the drive home and we get bombarded with even more information. We turn on the TV after we get home and the news stories, political ads, regular advertisements start to invade our thoughts. Our loved ones get home and we hear all about what's going on with their day while we tell them about ours. And we pick up the newspaper that we may not have gotten to in the morning or check our personal or work email and the information just keeps coming. And when you consider all of that, it's no wonder why we can't seem to make it through the night. What I haven't quite figured out at this point is how to shut it all off. How do you just stop and do nothing? Even with the me time I talk about, it involves some activity and really involves completely shutting down. Even when I was painting my parents' living room a few months ago, I couldn't take a break. I kept going until it was all finished, no matter the hours. It is as if there is some gene in us that keeps the drive going, unfortunately sometimes until we collapse. I come by it honest. My grandmother and my uncle were exactly the same way. They would go until they were forced to quit, and most of the time that involved manual labor. And now that society has added all the technology we have today, it's become practically impossible to unplug at a time when we need to unplug most. We know the news is never good, yet we watch it. We know we need to stay away from work after hours, but we still sign on to see if there are messages to be answered. We know we need to take some time for ourselves, yet we still live on our phones, texting, talking, and searching. I would venture to say that many of us experience these same issues, and the answer is just to unplug. Put down the phones, step away from the TV, sit on the front porch, hang out by the water, or even go for a swim. Okay, it's easier said than done, but something beneficial for our health that we all need to think about. If you have any secrets, share them with us. In this world that never stops, we could all use a little encouragement for some much-needed downtime. In this final message, I ask the question, what's more important, experiences or possessions? Everyone likes to have nice things. They are an integral part of our daily life, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as we acquire things in moderation or within our means. It is when possessions become a part of defining who we are that issues start to arise that can often be problematic. The question is, just how long do those possessions bring satisfaction And can they sometimes be replaced by experiences that create even more value? Consider this comparison. You go out and buy a new car. And for a short period of time, that car brings you immense joy. People see it and comment on it. You feel good about being in something new. And for a short period of time, it's brought an enhancement to your life that you enjoy. Now consider 10 years out. Do you even remember the car that you had or the emotions that came along with it when you bought it? Likely not. Now, think about a week-long trip that you may have taken. You experience new places, sights, sounds, and cultures. 
good food, and probably even had an opportunity to meet new people. Now consider 10 years out in that situation. You're sitting around the table, perhaps with people that were on that trip with you, and the memories are as vivid as the day you were on the journey. Possessions seem to have an expiration date on when those items continue to bring you value. However, experiences tend to create memories that seem to last a lifetime. When considering the expenditure of either, it's important to consider the long-term benefit of the decision, and that often guides us to make the right choice. I'm the first to admit that I like nice things. However, I try to balance that with experiences that nurture the soul so the expenditures are not lopsided and all I wind up with is a lot of stuff that brings no value. I also try not to let possessions define who I am and balance that with giving back to the community to create a well-rounded life. It's easy to get caught up in trying to keep up with everyone else, but in the end we have to decide for ourselves what is going to contribute to a more balanced and happy life. Every day we have to make a decision to buy it or do it, and sometimes doing provides far more benefit than anything we could ever buy. So there you have it, another episode of Mornings with Ron. I hope that you've enjoyed our messages this week. I appreciate you staying on the journey with us. I want to welcome all of the individuals who have joined our podcast. We'll continue with these messages next week. And as you go out into this great big world of ours, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles. 